Hello, my name is Alberto Regalado. I am the uh, President and Youth Academy Director at Sacramento United, and welcome to the State of the Republic podcast. Welcome, Sacramento, to your State of the Republic podcast. My name is Luis, and today I'm joined by Sharon, our podcast mom. How's it going, Sharon? Hey, hey, we're recording on a Friday night, so whenever you listen to this, just know that we are happy people. It's Friday night, everything is going good, life is great, and I can't wait to get into this interview. How are you doing, Luis? I'm doing good. As I like to say, well, I've been saying this for like the past week or so, we're that much closer to April 24th, and <laughs> that's all I'm waiting for. It's what I dream about, and I'm glad that we're able to hopefully be in the stadium we still haven't heard anything ticket-wise as of this recording, so I hope to find out soon if we'll get a ticket here. So, Awesome. Well, with that being said, uh, we're really excited to introduce our guest tonight. First time that we have a youth club organization team member here on the podcast, and it's someone that is a part of one of the oldest youth organizations in Sacramento. You all know it. We actually have a player in Mario Penagos who actually went through that academy as well so really cool stuff sacramento united is the organization and let me introduce you to all recently promoted to president and also the youth academy director for sac united alberto regalado alberto welcome to state of the republic hey hey thanks for having me i appreciate it yeah thank you so much you know and we look forward to learning more about the organization letting people know you know, throughout the Central Valley, more about SAC United. So Sharon, you want to get us started with our first question tonight? Absolutely. And welcome aboard, Alberto. So you spent a few years playing for Club Deportivo Mexico. What was that like? Tell us a little bit about that experience. That had to have been a blast. That was uh, one of our uh, clubs that was uh, running through um, the, what's the CSAN of the CCSL was kind of the highest level of um football here. Um, I played through the youth ranks here as well. Uh, also played for Sacramento United, which is one of the reasons why it's the club of my heart. Um, and, um, you know, uh, uh, very good experiences uh, with all of them. I am a Sacramento uh, uh, born and bred and uh, have been around the soccer community uh, since I here in Sacramento since I was a baby. My parents ran adult teams and leagues and that kind of thing. And I literally grew up on the sidelines here in Sacramento. So it was great. You know, soccer has been uh, I tell my wife and she, you know, kind of snares at me. But, you know, soccer was my first love and it's been what has kept me uh, kind of grounded and, 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 and uh, you know, involved in the community and all that kind of stuff uh, uh, my whole life. That, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that it's hard to describe. Right. Soccer is just so amazing. And, you know, if you don't believe it, <laughs> go look at people who are watching the game in person or people who are just behind a TV and you, you'll see how some people can get really into it. And that's us. Right. <laughs> so listen, you know, you mentioned CCSL and I was talking to Elise before you came on about the Central California Soccer League. Mind yeah. you, in my playing days, it was in the early days in the 80s, uh, late 70s, early 80s and all the way through till 2000, whatever. Yeah, somewhere in the 2000s. And the best thing that we remember as women, when we were done playing in our league, our league games, we would migrate over to Southside Park 
and yep. watch the watch the men play. And do you remember back in the day before Miller Park was converted to an, a yep. marina and there were two yes. fields over there? Okay, get this. I was a referee. I would referee besides playing. Coming off injury, I would referee. And Fred Wolrab had me referee one of the uh, one of the matches at Miller Park for the men. I had the best time ever because I think I was refing the older players, yeah, so I could yeah. I could keep up. I had the best time. Yeah. I don't know if you ever remembered having a woman ref, <laughs> you know, because I would either run lines or. And I know Diane yeah. uh, Diane Heath was a female ref. She was big in the system, but CCSL has big memories for me. And so, to, yeah. for you to correct me and say no, it wasn't Mexico. It was here. Um, yeah. It. Agias, you know, Jalisco, all of the yeah. teams that yes. play locally, yeah. they're just, yep. it was Cruz Azul. Yeah. Cruz Azul yes. Yeah. The memories yeah. are, are big. That league and the CSAN, you know, the yep. such big memories for everybody. And it's got to have, I mean, that's your family when yep. you play in those leagues, right? The best Absolutely. memories. Yeah. Yep. And I, I and still are, remember all, all of that. Yeah. My, my, uh, you know, a lot of my friends, even to this day, some of the guys that work with me and uh, for me in the youth academy, some of them played. We played either together or against each other out in CCSL. Right. Uh, and, you know, the, the soccer community, as big as it you may think it is, it's still small. You know, we all know each other. We all love each other. We fight on the you know field, you know, head to head and all that. But, you know, after that, it's family. So, yeah, beautiful, beautiful memories. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, and I. I share those memories. I mean, there's nothing better than a good game at Southside Park or Cabrillo or wherever, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> wherever the yeah. games are played. Yeah. I'm so glad to know that you were part of that fabric because it's it's yeah. big. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> the, that's awesome. So, you know, you, you told us a little bit, you know, you, you did play for SAC United as well. And it's a really <laughs> inspiring story when you could say that you basically started off as a player. Now you're president. Now you like yeah. hold these titles. Really inspiring to all the players who, you know, are just starting their journey with uh, your organization. But can you tell us more about how you actually uh, were enrolled with SAC United and what was it like back when you played versus now? What, what differences have you noticed? Yeah, so uh, back when I played, I think we were a little bit more of a loose uh, organization, I think, in the terms of there was a lot of teams. We weren't quite the club that we are now. Uh, we have now developed a, a much more... Uh, we have a, a, a kind of our motto, one club, one love, um, and we're a lot more um, together as a group. We have a we're a curriculum based organization. So we try to make sure that the kids have, um, you know, the, the curriculum that we think is important and make sure that they develop in the right way. Um, and it, for us now, it starts as young as uh, three and four years old. Um, as the youth academy director, I'm in charge of the development of the first stages. So. Um, I set the curriculum for the kids that are everywhere from three to up to 10 years old. Um, uh, I send out a training plan. My, my, my um, coaches, they go out and execute. Uh, we work with some parent volunteers that come out and help us out. Uh, it also serves as like a, a parent education in a way, kind of getting them involved in what we're doing and understanding what we're doing and why we're doing it. And if they ever have any questions, you know, um, that's what we're here for. That's what I'm here for is to help make sure that we all have an understanding of what we're doing and why. And, and, you know, in the beginning, uh, uh, the most important thing uh, is that we instill like a, a love for the game, that they love their ball and that they love to play. Um, and so, 
you know, that's how we try to get started and, and, and make sure that we start that fire and start that passion so that it can be a lifelong thing, you know, like it's been for me. Cause that's, you know, I tell, I tell my wife, I tell people all the time that, uh, for me through the, the hardest years of my life and my youth, you know, cause I had my bumps in the road, like everybody else, uh, soccer was my escape for 90 minutes. I got away and nothing else mattered, nothing else mattered. And so, uh, it was something that's big and important to me. And so as I started getting older and I started getting into coaching and, um, you know, I always had a love for the game and I always had a love for, you know, working with kids. And so the two kind of meshed and, um, uh, about I think it was about 10 years ago I came back and started volunteering uh, my oldest boy was actually involved in the academy at that time because uh, our academy has been running for a long time um, and he uh, you know I, I started getting involved there I spent a few a few years there working with the director there at the time had a great time um, and my son started moving up the age groups you know um, and and uh, about five years ago I took over as the academy director and, uh, you know, just love the club. You know, I, I, I believe that, that this is our club, you know, we're, we're a club that's owned by the members, you know, and so uh, everything that we do as the administrators and the people that manage the club has to be uh, 100% uh, for the betterment of the membership. And so, you know, that's my goal. That's my intention. Every, every time I, you know, have a decision to make or, you know, anything like that, it's, it's always based on trying to make sure that it's for the members. You know, that's funny. And I know Luis, Luis was, and I were both nodding our heads when we loved hearing everything you just said. You almost semi-answered this little question because uh, th- that I wanted to ask you is about, you know, like, what would you tell parents and kids who are looking for a club to play? You just described that in a nutshell. But then I would say, <laughs> and again, you just described the next question is why SAC United? Why play for SAC United? And I can tell there's so much passion with you. So it'd be, it'd be interesting though, to hear exactly why you would, how, how you would say, you know, why SAC United? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think, I think, uh, uh, you know, I touched on a couple of those points, like you said, but, but really it's because we're, we are a real club that is uh, here for the best interests of the the kids that we care about the uh, club. We care about our members uh, because they are the number one uh, uh, priority of our club. They're the reason why we exist. Um, so, you know, our members are our children and and their parents are their representatives. So therefore they're also our members, you know, and so, you know, we have to do what's best for our members. And and so, you know, uh, anybody who's ever interested uh, in our club, I, you know, that ever talks, you know, comes across me and talks to me, I always tell them the same thing. You know, you can always count on everything that we're doing here is, is 100%, you know, with the heart towards, um, finding out what's best for your kid and doing what we can to help you know, develop them in the best way possible. And, you know, as we've, you know, spoken a little bit about, about before, you know, even if that means that we have to pass you on, you know, to the next level um, or even within our own teams. And there's some cases where we have to pass a player up to a, a, a an older team, even though we know it may hurt the younger team, but it's the best thing for that kid. Uh, you know, we have to do it. We have a, a uh, a kid in our, he's in our, he plays for our 2005 boys. He actually plays all the way up to our 2002, 2003 boys. And uh, his name is Jaden Jackson. He plays, uh, he's actually in 06. He's born in 2006. Uh, and he plays all the way up to 2002. Uh, but that's because that's what's best for his development. And uh, he's been on the, you know, U.S. Uh, youth National Team radar. I think he's been out to a camp or two and, um, you know, ID2, you know, all the other 
stuff for the for the real talented kids and you know he's a, he's a real good example you know of of our kids working through the ranks the way they sh- the way we feel like they should so on that note actually that's a perfect segue to our next question here but another up and coming star who you're probably really well familiar with and us in the republic also familiar with or starting to get familiar with Mario Penagos who was recently yeah. promoted right from the academy he played with you guys can you tell us a little bit more about how his time was with Sakinet? Yeah, yeah, Mario, a uh, very good player. Um, he played with me in a couple of different uh, uh, events and that kind of thing. I, I want to say he started way back at U8, U9. I, it might have been in the youth academy right at U8. Um, you know, very good player, more you know, very comfortable with the ball, which is, you know, something that we it, it's a, it's very high priority for us in the in the youngest ages. Um, and he developed that and he shined and he played Again, up age groups uh, continue to to develop, and and eventually, I want to say he was in the first crop of our players who moved over to the Republic when the Republic opened up, and you know, uh, you know, very talented. Um, that first group of the, uh, I believe it was the O one O twos. There was a, a bunch of our boys uh, that have been over there. There's, there, I think, there's still a few out there. You know, uh, Armando Jimenez is still over there. Ulysses uh, Esquivel is over there. You know, there's a, there's a, there's still a, a quite a group of our boys over. Uh, over there doing you know out there doing their best shining you know and you guys just you brought them up I mean it was like right for the pick and <laughs> you know Sac yeah. United did exactly what Sac United was supposed to do and that is right. prepare them so talking a little bit about preparations you know there's uh there's discussions about club and academy teams versus high school college and um, you know, the differences and I, I know it, I mean, I've read a lot of the articles and mm-hmm. a lot of pros and cons and, and what, what's your sense of club Academy versus high school soccer and can they do it all? I know that a lot of clubs don't allow high school, you know, it, there's just a lot of restrictions, but I mean, if, if the world was your slate, how would you do it? Well, I think, you know, my personal opinion on it is that the, uh, the current situation what we have right now where they're doing both at the same time, that is probably the worst possible scenario, unfortunately. Um, because, you know, we've had to consider workloads and, uh, you know, the, the, the injuries caused by fatigue uh, and, you know, overwork. We don't know exactly what they're doing at high school. High school doesn't know exactly what they're doing with us. Um, you know, we're all trying to adjust. I'm sure on the high school side, they're doing the same thing as us trying to make sure that they don't overdo it. But it seems to us just from my, from, from my observation that, you know, there has been a little bit more propensity for injury uh, this season because of the fact that they're doing both. Um, I totally understand and respect uh, the social aspects of playing for your high school team. Um, you know, there are some high school programs out there that do a great job and, and that kind of thing. I don't want to take anything away from them. Um, but, but it is a, a very, you know, challenging and difficult, um, situation. We have some boys who have, uh, chosen to play high school and, and we have some boys who have chosen not to. We, as a club determined that, uh, with everything that was going on right now, we didn't want to take anything away from the kids because they have had things taken away from them for a whole year. Um, and so we, uh, gave them advice and talked about what we thought was best. And, you know, again, talking about the injuries and, you know, workloads and all that kind of thing, um, told them to, you know, if they did decide to do both, that to make sure that they're listening to their body, uh, don't be afraid that your coach is going to punish you because you're not coming to practice or whatever the case is. No, uh, this is kind of a unique situation. So we're trying to do the best we can for them. 
Um, I think that, um, you know, from a club perspective, I think that I would, uh, I would tell you that if I, if I was King and I got to pick, we would just do the club stuff and, you know, um, make sure that we're providing the best thing that we can, uh, for them, you know, um, but again, from the human aspect and I'm a dad, my son's a senior in high school. He decided he wanted to play. Um, I was never going to tell him no, you know, um, uh, he wanted a chance to play his senior year and, and, and play with his friends and do, you know, from high school and do all that. So, you know, uh, we understand that. And, and, and again, it goes back to the same thing. You know, we're just trying to look at what's what's best for the kids and the circumstances and what their goals are moving forward. Are you looking to play high school? Are you looking to play college? Are you looking to play pro? Because each one of those may take a slightly di- take you on a slightly different path. And I was going to ask you that exact question. I mean, like, where's the visibility? I mean, because I know the trajectory for each one of those has a different level of visibility. Like if you want to go pro, I think, what is it? The visibility is better if you're playing club or you're playing academy, correct? Because you're going to get scouted more in the pro. But then sometimes when you play college, I mean, look what happened to the Republic. We recruited guys who've played, you know, college ball and you know, and, and I know they played at prestigious clubs, but they yep. still went on to play. So it's, it's kind of, then you look at Tommy Thompson, yep. you know, right from Sac, uh, San Juan to San Jose Earthquakes. I mean, that was crazy, yep. right? Yeah. 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 And each one of those, you know, each one of those has, I'm sure each one of those has examples of kind of people crossing the paths and going different ways. Um, but you think that, uh, you know, the academy systems, they typically have the connections with the pro clubs or the higher level clubs. And so then you're able to get the visibility and really get into communication with your you know soccer community and say, hey, you know, take a look at this guy. You know, you may want to you might want to, you know, give him a trial or whatever the case is and, 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 and make it work out, you know, best for him that way. Yeah, thanks for explaining all that. That was really great. Thank you. I think Luis has a great question, too. <laughs> um. Before actually I ask that, you know, with, with all the time that you've had with SAC United, what would you consider has been your most memorable moment? Well, I got to be honest with you. Like uh, the Youth Academy means a lot to me. Uh, and um, one of the most thing, one of the things that impacts me the most, that makes me feel the best is I've been able, as the Youth Academy director the last five years, I've been able to watch the kids go from a shy, you know, timid, you know, four, three, four, five-year-old and grow and blossom uh, more as a human being, uh, but, but also as a soccer player in their, in their development and, and, and continue to, you know, grow and get comfortable with the ball and do the things that we want them to do. And, you know, going a little bit further back since I started working in the academy almost 10 years ago, um, being able to see some of those kids that I started working with when they were five and six years old or seven years old. And now they're on our U19s team or they're on our U17s team. And, you know, they're uh, young men and women and, and, and they're, you know, you know, just great, just good human beings, you know, cause at the end of the day, that's the, the most important thing, you know, soccer is the tool, you know, but we are developing human beings here, you know, so, uh, um, you know, that's probably my most rewarding thing is watching my babies, you know, uh, develop and, and, and just, just become good, you know, good adults, good young adults. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be really rewarding and just amazing to, to see their development and to, to see them go out and go to like professional clubs, to go to these academies that are from professional clubs and you know, just make it big, like Penago's debuting with yeah. Republica at his age. That was a great moment. <laughs> that was a great moment for us. You know, when, when, um, uh, 
One of my favorite memories, actually, uh, you know, aside from my young ones, so one of my favorite memories is we were at a game. Uh, I believe it was the U23s from, man, I can't remember if it was Juarez now or if it was uh, Club America that time. But on that particular occasion, uh, we had, I want to say it was six players on the field for the Republic in that game um, that had come through our academy at some point, you know, and we got a picture. My kids actually got a, got a picture uh, with a couple of their friends at Sac United and then with the group, you know, uh, uh, Iwasa played for us for a little while. Uh, Oscar, um, you know, Mario was in the picture. Um, I want to say Julian was in the picture. Uh, I, I'm sure I still have the picture in my phone, but it was a great picture because it was just, you know, uh, you know, just Sac United, people that have been through Sac United had the experience and continue to go on. It was just, you know, a couple of generations of it. It was, it was a really, really nice thing to, to, to be able to experience and, and get some pictures of. That's, that's really awesome. And, you know, one of the things that you hear a lot of parents, right, talk about when they talk about uh, club sport is trying to find ways to like pay for it. And unfortunately, even some players never get to make it there because of the payment issues and not being able to actually make it there. But I know you guys offer financial assistance, which is really amazing. Can you tell us more about, about that and how parents can qualify for that? Absolutely. So uh, I'll take a step back first and tell you that I was one of those kids when I played for Sac United. So the parents helped, you know, the rest of the parents helped pay for me to be on the team. So uh, I thought it was great that I had that opportunity knowing that. Uh, and then once I got into the club, um, uh, working I, and, and getting involved in the admin and that kind of thing, I started to um, get involved and develop. Uh, we set aside uh, um, some money for scholarship opportunities. Uh, one of our old technical directors used to always say that um, uh, finances should never be the obstacle that keeps a kid from being able to play, especially not a talented kid. Uh, if they're talented, they should not go by the wayside because they don't have the opportunity. So we have to figure out ways to develop the opportunity. So in the past, we used to dedicate money from, you know, if we ran camps, if we ran, you know, different things that, that were fundraisers, then we would make sure and dedicate that to the scholarships. And as time has gone on, you know, we've kind of conditioned, uh, continued that tradition. I want to say a couple of years ago, um, you know, we dedicated, you know, upwards of 50,000 um, uh, to making sure that uh, we have scholarship opportunities. And as that grew and the need grew, um, we also developed a couple of programs. Um, to make sure that we can help. Uh, one of them uh, is the academy, uh, we call it the academy work program. And so um, kids of a certain age and older, they have the opportunity to work for our academy and do hours that allows them to tap into scholarship funds to help them with their fees. So that, uh, again, it's not, you know, the money's not a hurdle that's insurmountable. We can find ways um, to help them earn their opportunities and at the same time, you know, we're developing kids who, you know, learn to coach, uh, learn to work with other kids, you know, learn some some very valuable skills. Often I say that uh, my best lessons are when I'm trying to teach. And so the kids have to teach me patience. They have to teach me, you know, a lot of different things, empathy. You know, they, 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 they teach me what I don't know. So, um, you know, I think it's an opportunity for us to develop, you know, our young players, uh, young men and women to come over uh, and do that as well. So. Um, and we've got some, you know, kind of some further ideas to continue it. We want to develop a, a, a similar program to do like refereeing, teach the kids to do some refereeing and, and they can help uh, uh, earn some money uh, towards their tuition or towards their, uh, you know, fees 
um, doing some refereeing for us in our youth academy. So it, it's important to us and we try to make sure that we provide those opportunities. So that's interesting that you've offered a situation where the kids feel like they have, uh, the players feel like they have some skin in the game. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because sometimes when you just gift something to somebody, it's the, the sense of what it really means doesn't, it doesn't hit home, but having, right. I, I like the philosophy of having them earn a little bit of, you know, their scholarship and then they learn the sport even more deeply. I like that part. So global think, you know, like what are you envisioning going forward for SAC United and in soccer in general, in our region, you know, just in general, what's, what's your, what's your big picture here? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a very big believer in the Sacramento soccer community. Um, I think that uh, we have come a long way, you know, since the introduction of the Republic. Uh, but I think we have, you know, a lot further that we can go. I think that um, there are a lot of talented players that come through the greater Sacramento region um, and, you know, play, you know, both youth and adult soccer here. So, um, you know, continue to grow, continue to expand. Um, you know, we have uh, some ideas for the club specifically that, uh, you know, I can't share them all quite yet, but we've got, we've got some things brewing, uh, um, you know, uh, as of now, you know, you, you guys know, uh, I, I, you may know we have, you know, all the way from our youth academy, all the way to U19, we're um, get, trying to get our U23 group going back. COVID kind of put a stall on that. Um, and, you know, maybe in the real near, near future, uh, you know, back to an adult team and, you know, uh, getting some kind of bigger things uh, continuing to go, continue, you know, our kids who go off to college or stay for college for that matter, you know, having a place for them to continue their soccer career and, uh, uh, you know, just keep right on working and, 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 and enjoying this game really more than anything else. Right. So enjoying the experience, enjoying the game, enjoying the community. So um, that's a, that's, you know, part of what we, what we see. Awesome. Well, one last question before uh, we let you go to enjoy this Friday night. Uh, can you let our listeners know, you know, more details on when the next round of tryouts are for SAC United and the age group teams that are available? Absolutely. So we'll have uh, tryouts for U8 through U19. It'll be on two different dates. Um, the first one will be for the youth. It's U8 to U13, 14, I'm sorry, U14. And it'll be uh, May 24th through the 27th. Uh, and then the U15 through U19 will be, I believe it's June 7th through June 10th. So it'll be two little uh, windows um, where folks will get to come out and, and do a tryout. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, fingers crossed, hopefully it'll be, you know, more like what folks are used to where they, you know, get out and, and, and show their stuff, you know, on the field and, and regular tryout scenarios. Um, and so, yeah, and, and, and hopefully we'll be, you know, uh, you know, by July, we'll kind of be back to more of a, a normal you know, regular, you know, season and, and, and continuing to grow the club. We have a, uh, I don't know if you know all the details, we have a new technical director. Uh, we brought in a guy, you know, we did a nationwide search, talked to people from all over the world, actually. Um, we had people from uh, Ireland apply from all, you know, Europe, different places, Spain. Um, in the end, we decided on uh, Gavin Glinton. We think he's a great choice, uh, familiar oh, yeah. with the Sacramento area. Um, you know, played at some pretty high levels, played internationally, played uh, for the LA Galaxy, you know, great guy. Um, he's been in a couple months now. And, you know, we just want to continue to, to grow the opportunities and grow the program. And, and, and we were, you know, 
trying to get better and better, provide better, uh, you know, services for our members and make sure that we're, you know, uh, continue to provide more opportunities. Excellent. Excellent. You've got a great memory for the dates for your tryouts. Now, for somebody who might not be too familiar with your location, go ahead and tell us where these will be. Okay. Our, our tryouts, uh, we have a, you know, uh, one facility, you know, it's one of our, one of the best things about us is that we're at Granite Regional Park. Yeah. Um, it's out off of Power Inn Road uh, in Ramona. Uh, it's a great facility. We have about 20 to 22 acres out there. We have an all-weather field. Um, you know, we're constantly working on development out there, trying to make sure that the fields are, you know, the best they can be. And so um, that's where the tryouts will be. That's where all our home games are. That's where all of our practices are. Um, we think it's one of our, you know, one of the great things about our club. It's one of our competitive advantages is that we've got, you know, 22 acres that we can all be out there and have the real club feel. You know, everybody, everybody's out there together from the youngest it's to the a- oldest. And it's a beautiful location. I've been out there and you can walk the perimeter and it's just absolutely gorgeous. So if there are any parents that want to join SAC United and you know sometimes during uh, training sessions you want to take a walk, it's a beautiful place to take a walk. It is. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it it provides for us a little bit of of the club feel in that, Mm -hmm. you know, in normal times we can have uh, our kids from any age group, you know, training up or training down, you know, scrimmaging each other. I mean, it, it makes for a wonderful environment, you know, it's out excellent. there. It's, it's a great atmosphere. It's a great atmosphere. It's excellent. I have to agree with that. So thank you. Yeah. We're so um, pleased you were able to take a minute and join us tonight. Um, I know Luis has a lot to say in, in gratitude as well. Um, your time is super valuable. We know it. Um, Luis. Yeah. Thank you, Alberto, for being on and, you know, being our first guest from a youth organization, we are going to have more guests because you told us some really great stories and we believe that these stories need to be heard by more people. And, you know, we really want to grow the sport in the area in the Central Valley, mm-hmm. in fact, anywhere else or anywhere, anywhere, whoever else is listening to us, not just people from the Central Valley, but just out throughout. So, yeah, thank you so much. And uh, really glad I, I got to have someone who, I want to say we're related. I'm also regalado, but you know, with somewhere you got to keep digging through the the tree out there. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure we got you know this this regalado name. It may not be as uh, uh, um, you know spread out here in our region, but there's a lot of regalados. There's a lot of us, so we're probably related. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know, thank you guys very much. I really, really appreciate the opportunity to sit down with you and you know have a conversation. Um, you know. Uh, this is my passion. This is what I love to do. Uh, and so, you know, um, anytime, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to have a conversation, uh, you know, about about football and about the kids and and, and what we're doing out here. And, 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 and uh, you know, like you just continuing to develop, you know, um, football here in our region. So thank you very much. Uh, I really do appreciate it. So, Luis, how did you like that interview? Um, I really wished we could have kept it going because there were some snippets and I can't wait if we do another one with him. Um, there were some snippets mm-hmm. that we learned after um, interviewing <laughs> him in between. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool, huh? Yeah, that that was really awesome and really inspiring, right? Just to hear his story and how he started. He was one of those players that was able to take advantage of the financial assistance program which I think is super amazing that they had that back then as well. 
and that it's been something that has always been basically engraved in the club's culture and that now he's in this position. And as I said earlier, new players and even current players can look up to him and know that, hey, you could probably end up working here as well. And you could be his story essentially in the future if maybe pro soccer doesn't work out, but you're still there helping future generations reach their goal, whatever that might be, not necessarily pro soccer, it could be college soccer, or heck, it could even just be being an adult that is still physically active, playing the sport you love. I think that in itself, I think, is should be the goal of any soccer player, whether yeah, you make so, it pro, college, anything. Yeah. So he, I there. mean, his his philosophy, and I mean, it transcends into the club, obviously, and I'm so proud of him for, mm. you know, getting into the role of president. Um, and I, I really do look forward, Luis, to having another interview with him. I mean, he was so open and uh, and so... I don't know, magnanimous and in, in sharing all the different components, you know, he knows what's going on inside and out. And I really appreciate that. But the, you're right. The goals that the that club has set and the way that he, you know, wears that is, is really cool and coming up through everything. Anyhow, that being said, um, we have some uh, parting comments of, you know, how to get a hold of us or how to watch our podcasts or how to listen in. So Luis, how's that go? Yeah. So as everyone knows, Republic Jeopardy number three is around the corner. And the only way you could tune in is if you're following us on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter at State Republic 12 is where we do the live show. Also on YouTube, search for State of the Republic podcast. Also on Instagram, you can find us at State Republic 12. We don't go live there, but it's also there as well. And when the season starts, we are going to be doing Instagram lives before possibly halftime for sure. After the game, you know, getting getting some of our, you know, quick thoughts right after. Of course, we'll do a podcast uh, each time we play a game just to give our more thorough thoughts. But just as a little quick commentary thing and I'll be right there next to Sharon's section right there. So super convenient. Hopefully Michael can go to some of the games. He'll also be there, but we'll be there, Sharon, and, you know, doing some little quick live shows as well on Instagram, I should add. There you go. Perfect. So perfect way of follow us and you'll be able to actually watch that. So one more reason to also hit that follow button on Instagram and tune in whether you're at the stadium or not and if you are at the stadium look out for us right section 207 is where i'll be at sharon section 106 so if you want to be on that live show check it out except for the first few games i'm not in section 106 (laughs) because we're we're in these little (laughs) tiny clusters and so i had to get tickets wherever they were available and so I'm not anywhere near my own section, but that's okay. We're still going to all be together. We're going to be at the game um, for the first few games and, you know, we'll, we'll find ways to connect and through social media is the best way to connect through us. And um, as Luis explained, all the ways to get to be able to be on, uh, listen to the podcast and, and participate with us there. And then we also have a Facebook page, Sacramento soccer fans. 
So please join that group. We are 500 plus members strong there, and we would love to have more people on Sacramento Soccer Fans. And that's where Luis posts a lot of the, when we release the podcast, that's usually the first place that he'll put the post as well. Yeah. And of course, for all Republic fans, you see people sharing stuff on there. Sometimes I find out things firsthand, <laughs> thanks to the group. <laughs> yeah, thanks to the and group, right? Yeah. Shout out to Jared for sharing all those really funny memes that he'll share on that group. And when a new game is posted, he'll already be planning his travel plans and doing recommendations to everyone. So thank you, Jared, for doing that. That's really great. And I enjoy seeing uh, the posts that he does on there and everyone else, the posts that everyone else does on there when people start talking Republic and all that. It'll be our space to give our commentary on the games. And so we invite you to join in because when season starts, we want to hear your comments and we will actually be reading some of the comments post games when we do those podcasts because we want to know what you think. Maybe you think it was a terrible game and we thought it was a pretty good game. We want to hear that <laughs> still. We want to hear what everyone has to think this season there as well. Okay. Awesome. Well, Sharon, thank you for being on tonight. As you said, it was really great. We're really excited. We got someone from a youth organization on the podcast for the first time. And this first time has been amazing. So thank you again to Alberto as well. I really appreciated learning about Alberto. Thank you for, <laughs> I, thank you for, inviting him on and for us to be able to have that conversation with him was just a, a real blessing. And thank you everybody for listening to us uh, on the, on the podcast. I hope we all learned something. I know I did. Um, stay tuned, keep subscribing and keep listening because we're all sharing the same love. Yes. And please, if you can do us just one quick favor, let at least just one friend know about us. Let the community know that we are, talking not just Sacramento Republic, but also all things soccer-related in the Central Valley, youth organization, semi-pro teams, amateur teams, anything that is soccer-related in our valley, we want it here on the podcast. So please share this with your friends and let them know about it as well. So thank you so much, everyone. Have a great night, and we'll see you next time on State of the Republic podcast. Good night. Good night. Good night.